Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 93, Letting Go of Fear. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's show. To stay connected with the world of The Positivity Effect, as well as staying connected with me, just text the word POSITIVITY to the number 44222. Again, to stay connected, just text the word POSITIVITY to the number 44222. Today is part two with Mike Dasiak, the author of The Transformation From Within, and we're going to learn more about that book at the end of today's episode. And if you haven't heard part one interview, which was on Monday, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's going to make this episode that much more powerful. And today we're going to talk about some ways, some real tips that people can use to to de-stress Uh, things that Mike does himself. I share a couple personal stories uh, of things that's going on in my own life, things that if you've been listening to the show, you know uh, you've, you've heard of it and I've been sharing it with you guys. And we talk about things like embracing your mess and putting things into perspective and really the importance of living in the moment. It's really a powerful episode. There's so much more, but those are some of the, the key points I want you guys to focus in on. So without further ado, Help me welcome back to The Positivity Effect, Mike Dasiak. Mike Dasiak, what's up, man? Welcome back, day two on The Positivity Effect. Thanks again for having me, Thomas. I love being here. It's a great show, and I appreciate everything you're doing. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you too, brother. And I really I really appreciated our conversation yesterday, kind of talking about talking about health and and talking about stress and how stress kills. And, and we, we got into a little bit of the particulars of how when you when a client works with you, how you'll approach that. You'll run pa- panels and talk about how stressed they are. And then we were talking about some things that you can do with your energy. But it, it, it the conversation really took that turn when it was really interesting to hear about how you can have two different people and one person maybe, and again, I'm not promoting to not take care of your health, yep. but you can have one person that is not really... In, in you know traditionally saying you know that maybe they're not eating well or they're smoking or they're drinking and then you have another person who is this this model image of health but then something happens to them and they get sick or they pass away and they're younger too so it's a, it really was powerful to hear from you how how stress is so deeply rooted in our health and how it connects with everything else in our lives so i i want to talk today about some particulars. Now, again, people can reach out to you if they're really, if they're struggling. We talked about yesterday about energy and how if you have low energy and what that means in your overall picture of health, and they could reach out to you for some of those particulars. But today I want to talk about really not just, not just motivation, but the, the meditate, having meditation and prayer in your life. And, and yeah. what does that look like for you? And then what does it look like for your clients when you work with them? Yeah, no, that's great. And it's, it's a very, big part of the protocol that we give them. I'll kind of give you a little bit of the protocol because it's important and meditation's in there. But 
and I won't get into it too much, but we use something called the DRESS protocol. It's an easy acronym, D-R-E-S-S. So we talk about diet, we talk about rest, uh, we talk about exercise and doing it properly. Um, we talk about supplementation if need be, but the biggest, the other S, Thomas, um, is stress reduction. And stress reduction, so it's, a, it's one of the five pillars of, the, uh, of a client's or patient's protocol. And we talk about meditation, yoga, prayer, everything that they can do to de-stress. And, and what do I mean by that? And if you had asked me, I'm a high-energy guy, as you can probably tell. And, and if you had asked me in my early 20s, I would have been, no, you know, you go full throttle, you just work through it, you know, you work out a little more. <laughs> I, I was going to say, how does, how does a, a hockey player <laughs> completely just, just drop down to that, you know, that, that yogic yeah. type of state? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. But I, what happened is I ran my own panels and just real quick and I realized that I was, you know, getting stressed out. So when you start looking at your own panels and you look at the numbers, this is how you can relate it to other people. So when I see a lot of people that are very stressed, Thomas, and they actually can't even work out because if you're in a certain stage of stress, working out is actually detrimental to you because working out is a stressor on your body. So I say if they're in a certain stage, I say, you know, uh, client A or client B, you can't do this. We're, uh, doing mindfulness, doing meditation, doing yoga, prayer is way more beneficial to you than any workout would ever be. And it's because you're bringing yourself back into a, a different zone. You're, you're taking it easier. You're, you're de-stressing. I'm trying to make it in simplistic terms. So. For them, it might mean 30 minutes of yoga you know, a few times a week. It might mean, for some of them, I just had some patients this morning, I said, going for a walk. And I have a lot of athletes, Thomas, so people that are high-level um, athletes, MMA um, fighters, it doesn't matter, every type of athlete and every type of person. But uh, you, tell a, you tell a long distance runner, Thomas, that he can't run anymore and it'd be better doing meditation or prayer. <laughs> and uh, he gets a little, uh, or he, he or she gets a little upset by that. But what it's going to do is the meditation is going to bring their circadian rhythm and their their hormones back into balance. So it's it's doing that yoga, it's doing that uh, meditation, and I talk about it a lot in my first book. But even here, Thomas, when we talk about it, it's you want to get into a meditative state or even a theta state. And I know you you know you're well versed in this, but right before bed. So if you're one hour before bed, you're in a theta state where you can start doing hypnotic programs and you can start calming your mind down to wherever you want to go to. You can also do that when you're in yoga. Or you can also do that in the morning when you get up for the first 30 minutes where you're in a state, uh, your brain waves, where you can actually change your way of thinking or change your paradigms or change your thought process. And this is important for a lot of people that don't like the way they are, they're too stressed out or they have addictions. That theta state program, that, those brain waves are very important. So for myself, um, aside from going to church, obviously I'm, I'm Catholic myself and, and we go every Sunday for, for prayer, um, but right before bed myself, I'll have a... You know, an Epsom salt magnesium bath, it's really nice for, you know, it helps with melatonin, it helps relax you, so the magnesium relaxes you, the Epsom salts, and I'll put programs in my brain that I want to, to, to bring me back to reality and bring me back to, to, to de-stress, to get back into a zone of, you know, it, not the running around day-to-day -day seeing multiple patients or, or doing, uh, you know, interviews or promotions or whatever, so it's very, very important. It's, I would, it's right up there with what's in the top five, if not the top one or two, and a lot of my patients that are so far along the stress path it's number one for them and they really, really benefit and get a lot of value from doing these uh, different types of meditation or, or yoga or prayer techniques. Mike, I'm, I'm Catholic too and I love that you, you brought up that topic of spirituality. You know, I'm not here on this show to tell people to believe in anything, you know, whether they're, you're going to be Catholic, whether you, you don't believe in God, whether you're whatever, whatever it is that you believe in, right? And yep. I, I think that component of getting back in touch with yourself, taking some time to just use your brain to think, like you're saying, getting that theta state. 
it can really help you get in touch deeper with your spirituality. They, they obviously they kind of complement each other. And I know in my own life, for me, um, all those stressors of life when I when I was able to connect more deeply with my beliefs in the universe, my beliefs in God, the the stresses of life kind of just melt away because it's like you you have that calming peace within you. And that could be, again, that could be it's a belief in God. It could be a belief in yourself. It could be a belief in the universe. I'm not here to, to, to point you in that direction, guys, whatever it is that you believe in. But just hearing what Mike is saying about taking some time for yourself to, to, to step back from the craziness. And you'll actually notice, and I've noticed this in my own life, when you step back from the craziness and give yourself some mindfulness, some time of prayer, some time of meditation, I know in the morning I have to do that for 50, at least 15 minutes and it, it just it kickstarts my day, especially if you're looking to, to start uh, you know, a new program to get healthy, if you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to, ch- to change something, if you're looking to get back in touch with a loved one, you're going to approach all of those situations in such a more fruitful way if you give your, your mind some space. And especially nowadays, we're so bogged down by technology, by phones, by the internet. It used to be just tell you know, it was television and radio was the first thing that took everybody's attention. And now today it's the cell phones and the constant updates from the Facebooks and the Twitters and the social media. Just give yourself a few moments every day. Uh, and take it from Mike, somebody who is he was he is entrenched in the health world. This is what he does, this is how he helps people. And it's you could just hear it in your voice, Mike, that how you know calm and even though you're a fired up, energetic kind of guy, yeah. there's a lot of peace to that too. And it's, it, it, you can hear it through. That's, it's the pra- part of the practices that you do on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really, really important. I, I can't, pardon uh, you know, the word, but stress that enough because, um, you know, I, I, like you said, I have every type of patient client. We have uh, Muslims, Catholics, Hindus, all of them. We, you know, we're all a team and we all get along. And I, you know, Dr. Dyer, you know, I, I like Dr. Wayne Dyer, obviously he's just recently passed. Um, and a lot of my different mentors from Dr. Bruce Lipton, there's so many great ones out there that talk about it, but one easy phrase they say it's let go and let God and so you know let go of all your fears and let go of all your your issues in life because a lot of people Thomas they get caught up in their fears you know what am I going to do am I going to make this money am I going to be able to pay the bills is my kid okay and it's like when they do that they're coming from a place of fear where when you let go and let God it's just a term right you 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 give all your fears away you always work hard you always you know in my podcast I say this myself a lot you know add value to the world help other people and have some fun but when you do that, you turn all those over and then you can come from a place of more tranquility, more relaxation and you kind of like, you're like, things are happening exactly how they're supposed to happen. Just keep doing your part in this world and they'll unfold just the way they should. And it's, it puts you at a more calm state, it puts you at more ease and it lets you know things are okay. And so that's why I do and that's why I try to encourage a lot of the people that I coach and, and mentor because again, a lot of them come from the place of very, very busy in, in every position you can think of, uh, professionally and personally. And that's why we do it. And, and they, they lack that, Thomas. I'd say it's one of the biggest things they lack. And so even when I mention this on your show, you know, the meditation or just even the quiet time, to them it's foreign. And, and I, don't, I don't understand. I guess I know that because they're so busy, but they have to do it. And when they do it, they'll thank you six months later, six weeks later. Like that's the best thing I've ever done was take time for myself. And it just makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, that's so true. And I want to share a little story, Mike, with, with you and the listeners. And it's something that I just recently kind of um, recovered from. And, and the listeners that have been listening to the show uh, back from at least December have, have heard this and they know this, that um, 
my my family uh, dog that uh, he was he's been sick for a while back in January and we, we sh- I shared it on the podcast and and you know for anybody that's going through the same thing if, whether it's a pet that's sick or a family member it's so tough and and it's that's why I always try to you know to not just walk the walk but talk to talk or whatever the phrase is but I share very transparently what's going on in my own life on the show too for people to know that I'm a real person and there's things that are going on for me as well even though it's the positivity effect it's it's not about just smiling all the time through all the the rough and difficult times it's it's about having especially that mindfulness right now especially when you're going through something really tough that mindfulness is so key and and everybody knows this and I had shared an update recently because uh Sparky our dog had we had to put him down uh, about a week ago and yeah and it was it was one of those things where you you think you're so prepared for it and then when it happens you're not you're not prepared for it and yeah for me, uh, you know, the last few months, I had been really on point. I was on point with my health. I was on point with my mind, my mind and my, my focus on making sure of gratitude and focusing on all of the things that was just really keeping me at such a peaceful state every day and, and was was really coming through on my podcast interviews. And you know what? I, I had to take a step back for a few weeks, uh, for, you know, for everybody that's listening. I know, and I apologize to you guys that you didn't, haven't heard me on the, the airways for a little while, but because... It, it took me a few weeks to kind of recover to where I was making mistakes with I, I because I wasn't being mindful and this is the conversation we're having on this on this interview and why it's so important and why I encourage you guys to really pay close attention to what Mike is saying is that once I I was doing these things that you were talking about Mike and then once this happened I I didn't allow my my I didn't allow that space in my life and yeah. and it crept in and I was you know I was giving up on on uh, fitness and working out I was giving up on proper sleep when and it was a snowball effect and um over these last few weeks when it, when it was really coming down to the point where we had to put him down um even with my nutrition and everything and now this this past week everything kind of bounced back up and I could have easily let myself just wallow in the sorrow that he's gone but what I actually just it's actually accepting that fact that it's actually it, my life is my heart is open and, and free now that he's now in a better place. And I think so many things that bog us down when we're stressed out or whatever, it's, it's like almost, it's a weird thing our mind does. Cause our minds are very, I don't know. It's they're they're thousands. They're so old. Our mind is so old. It's not updated yet. You know, the, 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 the programming chip has not been updated, you know, and yeah. it, it takes a lot of work to, to upgrade it ourselves. And it does this funny thing where when something bad happens in your life or somebody passes away or something is going on, it almost wants you to feel those negative feelings. It wants you to go to that dark place for some reason. And it's, it's very, it's scary when your mind it just almost hijacks your brain. It feels like your brain is hijacked. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where that, that, that real, that work comes in. This is what we're talking about guys becoming mindful, being mind, having mindfulness and, and prayer. It's not easy. It is not an easy thing to do. Those first tough times you sit down and do it, your mind is going to be racing and you're not going to want to do it. That is your mind just trying to get back to that comfort zone that it wants of, of wallowing basically in whatever you're, you're struggling with. So, you know, I just in my own life too, I, I really appreciate, you know, this conversation. Yeah, no, it's true. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm obviously, I'm sorry again to hear that. And it's a tough thing, but as you mentioned, uh, you and your dog's in a better place now, and I fully believe that there's no more real suffering going on. I know it's sad because right, I, had to, right. two, I had two German shepherds when I used to live at home uh, years ago, and we had to put them both down. They lived a great life, 12 and 13. For shepherds, that's really good. Um, but you know, I, had, I took them both to the vets and had to put them both down, so I know exactly what you went through, Thomas. Um, but back to the, the brain, too. It's funny because uh, you know, I heard on, a, on another uh, show um, before in terms of that the brain is hardwired for negativity, and you know, it, deep down inside, you have to work at it to not be negative 
and then you build in you know a lot of the rituals and standards to change that negative way of thinking. And back to what you said on mindfulness, a lot of my patients, Thomas, they come to me with depression or anxiety, and I find that you know with those two big words, and we know they're big words for a lot of people, and it's a very serious issue. And we're not um, you know it takes a lot of work to overcome them, but a lot of people either live in the past, right, or they live in the future, and they don't live in the present. And so they, they worry about everything yes, that they yes. did wrong for 20 years or the person who did them wrong 15 years ago or they hurt this person 25 years ago and they never really got over that and they still hold on to it and it eats them up. Or they live in the future of what's going to go wrong. Well, what if I lose my job or what if my kid leaves the home and, and they never really live in the present and they don't you know enjoy the moment because they're too worried about the past or they're too worried about the future. And that's something I have to talk to them about and bring in with them to live in the present and take advantage of the present because that's your opportunity. I know there's lots of quotes and cliches. I'm not going to talk about them, but really living in the moment is where everything's at. You plan for the future, but you live in the moment and you take in every single minute, every single hour, every single day. And I try and do that with my kids, Thomas, because they can get hectic, as you can imagine, and they're running and screaming and they're going crazy and they're just being kids. And you can either get mad at it or try and calm them down. But I said, you know what? In 20 years, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to say, I want those feet running around. I want them doing it. And you're going to miss all that chaos, you know, but in the moment it seems like it's a lot, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's like right now, like there's the, the tables got toys on all over it. There's, your car is a mess. And then like you said, 20, you're going to miss that mess so yeah. much. And it's, I, and it's, it's, it's really, it's sad too when you hear somebody share that and it's like, wow, like that's really what can happen if you don't, if you're not careful, yeah. You can you can let those, you know, those things that are so they 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 feel like they're so much but they're so trivial in the moment. They are. And and you can get real perspective of this. Just talk to somebody who's who's an elderly person. I I used to talk to my grandfather before he passed. He passed at 92 about a year and a half ago, and I'd go ask him questions. I, he's I'm Ukrainian and he called him Gigi and I said, "Gigi, you know, I asked for life tips and I asked for stuff and wisdom and he gave lots that I wrote and I talked to him in the book and he, and he and he gave me so many great tips, but he has so much experience and knowledge and history in him. Why wouldn't we leverage that? And that's one of the things he said. He says, you know, he says, you'll want this moment back in because now I'm, you know, sitting here looking out the window at the birds and I'd love to hear the kids around the house again. So all you ever do to put it in perspective, Thomas, is just go speak to somebody who's been there and they'll, they'll really make you appreciate what you have when you talk to somebody who's an elderly person or older um, and they'll tell you all about it. And it's, it's, it's something that I think everybody should do. Talk to somebody who's older and talk to somebody who's younger and you'll really get a good perspective on your life. Absolutely, and just and continuing just the the conversation about about pets. Um, I, I had a conversation with a neighbor of mine who had basically had a bunch of dogs that had come and gone throughout the entire life that my dog that we had, because I guess they had bre- breeds of dogs that live sh- have shorter lifespans. And the whole conversation that we were talking, you know, we we're kind of making that laughing, kind of laughing about it, is saying like, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we torture ourselves? We get our pet, you know, we get them, and then we know like within ten years something's going to happen. And yeah. And then the conversation was that when you when you when you sit down with someone who they say to you, I could never go that that's why I don't have pets. I could never get a dog. I could never get a cat or, or whatever whatever you know insert type of pet to the conversation because I know that within X amount of years that's going to happen and then the fear and there and here's that there's that conversation that person is is they'll look back at the end of their life and maybe regret that they never got a pet because yep. they let that fear of of that one moment that is so difficult the moment when they do pass away and now but I'm already healing from it yeah if if you let yourself get caught up in that fear of what whatever it, whatever it is 
you're not going to go back and appreciate it. And now I can, I can, you know, even though it was, it, it hurt, I can go back and appreciate those 12, I had him for 12 years too, the, of all the good times that he did give to our family and the joy. So you can, like you say, you can really apply that to anything. Yeah, it's, it's true. And it's, and we're also human beings. So what that means is we feel emotion and, and emotions part of life. And, you know, so loving that pet when they're around and also when they pass, you're going to have that sadness. And, uh, but that's life where, you know, a lot, what, what gets difficult is when people don't feel any emotions for anything or they, like at that point, or they don't take chances. It's the same thing. Most people, when they're on their deathbed, and we all know those, those uh, terms too, but they wish they had taken more chances and not spent as much time working something they didn't want to do, Thomas, or be somewhere they didn't want to be or somebody they didn't want to be because that's who they were told to be. You have to take the chances. You have to go out and pursue what you're meant to pursue. Or for this, you know, have the dog, take that, love that dog for 10 or 15 years, experience that emotion, and that's what you're meant to do. And that's life because we're humans, right? And we have the emotions. That's right. Yeah, it's such a powerful statement. Hey, Mike, before we go, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your book, actually, uh, and just share that a little bit with the audience. Yeah, no, for sure. Thanks sir, for the opportunity. So yeah, no, the first book, I, uh, it came out in December. So I say that because I, I just finished my second book that's with the editor right now. It's more of a, awesome. a functional awesome. medicine book. It'll be on genetics and, and gut brain health. But that's different. But the first book's called The Transformation From Within. And it's going from somebody who, so I had, I had a great upbringing, uh, mother and father, both, uh, they're still around today. But uh, there was a lot of, uh, it was great, but there was a lot of areas for growth. So, and there was addictions in the family, you know, with my father, for example. And we talked about going from a place of uh, lack or you know not abundance to a place of you can pursue anything you want in this world. So you can go to be anybody you want to be. You can uh, you know have your dreams. You can have the family you want. You can take control of your life. And I kind of give you a step by step process on how to do that. So mind you know ways of thinking. How do you implement certain strategies? How do you go from a place of lack to a place of abundance? And uh, I've been blessed. The book's doing very well. It's on all the different Amazon Kobo, but. Uh, it's just that. It's just basically me talking about my life and, and helping other people because I know a lot of people struggle with a lot of uh, um, different areas in their life, like addictions. I, again, I see a lot of patients, so I hear about it. And uh, you know, a lot of people, Thomas, they'll have stuff that have bugged them. Remember I mentioned before, but uh, I had a gentleman 47 years old and he had a problem uh, 40 years ago and it's, he still holds on to it and it still affects his day at 47 and it had to do with his upbringing in his wow. youth. The way they ate dinner, they never ate dinner together and they were always rushed and forced to get it done. And the gentleman was now, he's like, Mike, why am I so skinny? Why don't I like eating dinner? Why do I can't keep on weight? And, and what I said to him is, you know, well, how was your first seven years of your life? He talked about it and he started crying and he says, that's why, because my parents hated dinner. They forced it on us. We didn't eat at the table. We ate in separate rooms. And he has carried those programs, Thomas, with him for 40 years. Wow. And, and wow. so that's why. So we kind of give you tools and steps on how to get through that. Um, and now I work with a gentleman. He's doing very well now and he's, he's great. But it's the stuff that I hear. Um, and I, I don't want anyone to hold on to anything for longer than they need to, let alone, you know, hours or days, let alone, you know, 40 years. But this is something that has really hindered him and, and the hundreds of patients I see each year. So that's what the book is. And it's, it's, uh, it's a nice short book and it's good. It's an easy read, probably an hour or two to do it. And uh, I kept it, you know, um, just for everybody, Thomas. And I say that because the next book is going to be a lot more technical. But this book is, uh, you know, even my wife, she goes, I really enjoyed it. It was good. And, uh, you know, the next book, she probably won't even want to look at it. <laughs> you got, you got <laughs> so, her to read the first one. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. But it, they're, they're, they're along the same path. But the first one is to get people to the right place. And then the second one is to, if you really want to deep dive into why you're not, your physiology is not right or why you're not doing the greatest. Um, they'll both get you there. So, so thanks. Awesome, for awesome, awesome, Mike. You are 
a phenomenal human being, man. I am I'm blessed to have you on the show today. I you really have transformed me as well during this time that we have spent over these last two days. Guys, if you want to check out his book, The Transformation From Within, just head over to his website, MikeDasiak.com. That's D-A-C-I-U-K.com. Also, you can find it on Amazon. And guys, 10% of all the proceeds go to charity. Mike, you're an awesome guy. I, am, I said I'm honored to have you on and to learn from you and, and, and call you a friend now. This has really been a wonderful call. And guys, if you also are looking to transform, we all are. You know, I'm not going to say, look, you know what? We all are looking to transform our health. If there's something that you're struggling with, I encourage you to go over to MikeDasiak.com and see how Mike can help get you on the right track. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks for coming on. Thomas, thanks so much for having me. A great show. I appreciate everything you do as well. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Take care. Take care.